Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, man? I'm feeling pretty excellent, in fact. Good to hear. It's been a, it's been a good, good week. Hear. It's been a pretty good week, yeah. I have an interesting week. I didn't have running water for, like, a couple of days. It's not ideal. Um, like, you kind of... No. Need, that's kind of a helpful thing to have when you are living... Mm. Really? Especially, yeah, especially considering it was to do with a toilet, so that meant we didn't have oh, a yeah. toilet for That's two bad. days. Not good. Um, yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, but it's all sorted now, so I'm back in the civilized world, which is nice. Welcome back, Joel. It's nice Still to have you Still got garbage internet, so it's... Yeah. That's part of being Australia, though, unfortunately. It balances out, yeah. It balances out. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's talk about some video games. Uh, have you been playing anything this week, Kyrie? You know what, Joel? I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have been, but it's yep. been sort of a, a catch-up week for me. Nothing new on yeah. my plate, really. Just catching up. Yep, same. I've been I've been slogging through a few things and just catching up on stuff, which has been good. Again, like as I think we said it last week or the week before, but we are on like like it's it's about to, like the rest of the year is about to happen. So it's like you got to tie up those loose ends now, otherwise, yep, they're gone. Like then you're never getting back to them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's, um, I, like, yeah, I've got things to say for and trips and, and still deciding on my packs plans and whatnot, so I've got to try and start managing this money stuff a bit better. Oh, I did a very adult thing and sorted my tax out. That was, that was fun and responsible. (laughs) I'm leaving mine as long as possible because that's going to be most of my spending money for Japan. Ah. So I, if I if I leave it as late as possible, that way I can't touch it. Um, so that's that's the plan anyway. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, but anyway, let's let's uh, let's dive into what we've been playing, I guess, like and yeah. catching up on. So what have you been catching up on, Kyron? Well, I guess for, first and foremost, uh, I've been playing a bit more Yakuza Zero. Nice, nice. Mo- mostly because in some fantasy world, I like to think that. Maybe I'll have time to play Yakuza Kiwami, which releases later yeah. this month at some point this year. Yeah, no, good luck with that. But given that I'm still playing Yakuza 0 and I picked it up back in like yeah. April or something. Yep. Yeah. I'm only at like chapter 10, I think. I don't know how many there are, how many chapters there are, but it seems I like think... there's more than 10. <laughs> I think I think it's around about maybe, I want to say like 15. Okay, so I'm kind of close. Memory. So you, you, you're doing okay. But here, here's I'm, the problem, I'm Joel. well off that. I need to get back to that too. Even if I only have five chapters left, uh, Yakuza 0, bless it, is a time sink because there are so many fun things to do. And that's what I've been doing oh, mostly. Yeah, yeah so, that's, the, that's the draw card of that game. There are so many fun side games and quests and things to do, yeah, and things to see. Yeah, so I've been sinking a lot of time into the real estate mini game for starters. Ah, uh, I've only just unlocked that. That's where I'm up to. That's, oh, okay. I haven't had a chance to start playing with it yet, but that's where I'm at in the story. So I guess it's worth offering some some brief explanation for those who haven't played Yakuza Zero. Uh, the, bit of, the real estate mini game sees you basically buying up properties, and you you own like a chunk of territory, yep. and you can set out. You can hire staff to do collections and to be bodyguards, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think, yeah, that's it. And they've got varying stats, so, you know, they will be particularly good based on that. 
and then also they will also demand a cut. So you kind of got to balance having good staff with you know reasonable pay demands, but sometimes it just it's just better to have the expensive people because you'll make more money anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it sounds pretty simple, but it it sucked me in. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm enjoying it so much. Just like buying property. About, yeah, there's something about like that, like ownership mini games and things like that that are really fun. Like I remember getting hardcore into in um, GTA Chinatown Wars, the like the drug pushing thing. Oh it yeah. Was like yeah, so like you, you had like you had like different types of drugs that you've got. It was basically you know that 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 little mini game thing, uh, Drug Wars. It was basically that, but in GTA Chinatown Wars, which I. <laughs> Personally, underrated game. Highly Ooh. underrated game. I fucking love Chinatown Wars. One of the best DS games, I hands down, in my opinion. It's up there with, like, Tui. Whoa, I, I, all right, I, all right. For me, for me, personally, I think it is. I think the fact that they put a fucking GTA game on the DS, and it was great, and it had so many great elements to it. I loved it, but, yeah. But it had, a, like, a, yeah, a drug-selling game, basically, that you... And I spent hours doing that, just, like, running from one side of the map to the other and like buying drugs and selling others and seeing what the market was in in need and, and wanted and yeah it's interesting yeah it's just it's just something about those sort of mini games that just i don't know this one in particular sucked me in uh yeah. it's it's particularly fun like you pick up more stuff as you do some of their side like the side missions the side story stuff will okay. generally when you finish some of those quests the characters will be like oh hey uh i'll come work for you and you're like cool over there mm-hmm. mate go on get me some money yeah uh, but it's also kind of cool that you can like each of those venues you purchase like you can get like restaurants and karaoke places and all that sort of stuff and they all have a particular i guess type is the best way to say it like food place okay. entertainment place and all that and you can invest money in them to rank them up from like i think that's started d and it can go all the way to s yep so just like doing that sort of stuff has been pulling pulling my attention away from the main plot of yakuza just so I can be rich, man. So I can be rich. Yeah, so well, I can invest in myself. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Like, you know, money's not just being able to buy stuff. It's being able to, like, level up and, and get new abilities and, and moves and things. It's it's a cool sort of mechanic. Exactly. And on the flip side, I also unlocked the, I guess, the, the business for Majima as well. Oh, cool. So I've also been sinking time into that, which is basically running one of those cabaret clubs that he has. Right. That's awesome. And you get to like, uh, you get to tweak, you get to obviously go hire the girls. You can pick them up, put them on the, on the roster and the evening will play out. I think it's usually like maybe five minutes, maybe less of just like customers coming in. You can check what they require. Like some of them want a sexy girl for a short session or they want like a funny girl for a long session and all that sort of stuff. And right. It's just, you're constantly like moving your cursor around, checking who wants what, picking the right girl. They all have like little stat attributes that you've got to sort of match them up. And again, it's just a simple little thing that's been sucking my time away from the main story and I can't stop. And that's not to deter from the fact that, oh, that like saying that like the, the, the main story is, before oh, I played no. it, is, is the main story is great. It's really awesome. It's what really I've gotten interesting. To I mean, is mm. really good. <laughs> oh, God. I have to get back to it. You really Once do. I finished. Yeah, once I finish what I've been playing at the moment, I'll um, I'll get back to that. I think it's on my list because it's so good. It is definitely a def- it's definitely a good game, and I recommend 
everyone plays it really mm, yeah even, yeah, even if you like just play a bit of it but i feel like if you play like a little bit you might get hooked enough by the story to keep going to the end because yeah I, I just i i've never played a yakuza game it's been one of those series i've always sort of been like yeah i should i should try it i guess yeah this, it's, this one it's, has really sucked me in it's interesting too because it's so hard to explain yeah like, like what they what kind of a game it is because you I, could look at it and just be like, ah, it's like an open world crime game. And it's like, it's, it's so not, it's so not that. Um, it's sort of like it has, a Yakuza yeah. anime real yeah. game, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's like, well, I guess maybe like, like GTA mashed with Persona, I guess would probably be the, yeah. Cause you've got like the sub stories and the side activities yep. as well as the main quest. You've got like the you've jobs got, you can take on. And like social links and things as well. You've yeah. got people you can try and level up and be friends with. And like, I started building a friendship with a guy who runs a, uh, I think it's a, sh- a sushi place. Okay. And he's like, "Hey, if you bring me fish, I'll like cook it into food." And I'm like, "Okay, no problem, man. Awesome. I'll, I'll I'll try and track some fish down for you." So like, just little things like that have just been. Again, the main story is really good, but just doing all the side stuff is incredibly fulfilling as well. Yeah, I really it, it, like it, Yakuza it, Zero. <laughs> It's hard because it can be sort of overwhelming at times as well. Because yeah. like, especially if you're a person that's like, I want to experience as much as I can out of this game. And you're like, you get bogged down with like 8,000 quests and things. And you're like, all right, There's what was lot. I doing? Yeah. Especially when um, you get to it, a point where you've got all those quests and then you have all three like combat styles and you look at the skill trees for those and you're like, oh, yep. I'm sweating. There's so much. Just that game is it. loaded with content. Yeah. But, uh, it's very good and I've been yeah so I've just been sort of sinking my time into some side stuff and that knocking over a nice. couple of chapters still really enjoying it uh, interested to see where the story is going both of my characters at, uh, are at very very uh, intriguing crossroads at the moment which has okay. got me hooked but uh, yeah cool uh, I also have a good friend of mine over from Germany which is oh, this is almost like an annual thing at this point I'm not sure if I talked about it last year I think he might have. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever he comes around, it's time for some GoldenEye. So GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64 was on the schedule this week. Lovely. Every year when I play that game for that one time every year, I wonder, Joel, how did we play this game back in the day? Yeah. It's rough to go back to. Like, look, it's fun and multiplayer is still really good, but I was trying some of the single player missions to sort of test my Nintendo 64 on my future TV, or what must have felt like a future TV to that poor console. Yep. And, yeah, it's, it hasn't, it hasn't aged well. Like, controls are sometimes, oh. you're like, I think I'm doing it right. That little smudge over there looks like an enemy, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's all just sort of like, you know, it's all, everything's blurry. Yeah. I don't know where, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard to go back to. And, like, I was um, finishing missions, and the game's like, cool, you did it in, like, this much time. This was your record. I'm like, how did I beat this mission in four minutes? That's how? insane. How did I do that? It's, and, like, oh. Do you know how it is? Do you know what it is, though, Karen? It's because back then we didn't have, like, 8,000 games constantly True. available to us and being, bur- like, shoved in our faces. It was like, cool, you got Goldeneye? That's your game for the next 12 months. Like, that's, that's what you're playing. Especially, especially a game like GoldenEye with the um the split screen multiplayer, and the single yeah. player is it's huge. Like you're like, cool, I finished a game, and the game's like, great. Maybe go do some of these harder difficulties that add extra like little mission objectives in here. Like that game is 
still solid. Just sometimes yep. you know, I look at it and go, how did I finish this, like, at all? It laid the basis for, like, you know, what we know as console shooters now. Like, yeah, without GoldenEye, we wouldn't have Halo or... I think we probably still have Overwatch. Halo, but I'm not sure how it would have come out. Yeah, it's true, I suppose, yeah. Halo was the one that sort of refined it, but I think yeah. GoldenEye was the one that made it... made people go, oh, you, you can play a first-person shooter with a controller. That's interesting. But now we're sort of like, oh, yeah, we take that for granted. But back then it was like, this is unheard of. It was like, yeah, you, well, if you wanted to play something like that, you play Unreal Tournament on PC, and that's that's what you played. Like, Yeah, a console nuts. shooter that works was pretty impressive. So I salute mm-hmm. you, Rare, and I, I yep. also salute you for License to Kill Slappers Only for maximum enjoyment. Classic, classic. No odd jobs. No odd jobs. Odd job is cheating. Like, that's, yep. that's a... A sacred rule of Goldeneye. Yeah, exactly. No odd jobs. No odd jobs. You, you can't do that. You can't do that to your friends. No, it's a jerk move. Like, who picks odd job <laughs> besides trolls? He's a jerk. I mean, uh, who throws a shoe, honestly? Oh, I get it. It's that quote yeah. from Austin Powers. Yeah. That's Remember like Austin Powers? Man, this is like reminiscing. <laughs> exactly. I, I watched one of them. Re- I watched a couple of them again recently. The first two, still pretty funny. Give second that. one I still recall is my favorite. I think the second one's the best one, yeah. And gold members like rough, but it's not great, not ideal. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, not not movie talk, game talk, no, because no. I also dipped my toes last weekend actually in the Splatoon Two Splatfest. Ah, lovely for a bit of a uh, incredibly messy condiment warfare with mayo versus ketchup. Yep. So, uh, unfortunately, the usurpers over at, at the, the Mayo banner were victorious. Yep. Turns out there was too many ketchup supporters, and we ended up fighting amongst ourselves more often than not, and that didn't count towards the, the end and of it. I, th- I thought I was being so clever, because I was like, I'm in a fucking game well, system. I mean, here's the thing. that In the first Splatfest during the demo, it worked out, because we had the most, like, the, well, I didn't join that team, that team had the most votes, but I think they also had the higher win percentage or something. Like, right, yeah. It was just too much ketchup to actually... We never... I remember playing it and wondering if all these ketchup matches were counting, and it turns out they weren't. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah, I, I'm like, should have stuck with my heart. Stuck with the mayo. I mean, ultimately, I'm happy whenever either of them win, because they're both great. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. That's very true. I have to say, I did enjoy the little touch they added to the to the actual game itself, and how they messed with the ink. Where yes, the mayo, the mayo team cool. was like using essentially mayo to, to like cover the arena, and the ketchup guys use ketchup. That was really cool. Yep. No, I liked that. Um, I I did dip into it a little bit, not much over the weekend. I was like, I should probably check this out. And um, yeah, it's, yeah, things like that. Like yeah, changing the, the the ink to sort of like represent your team and um. And just the fact that Inkopolis looks so cool when there's a Splatfest going on. I love, so cool. I just love Splatfest atmosphere. Even in the first platoon, it was great. In this yeah. one, it's great, like, watching all the Inklings, like, sort of rocking out to Pearl and Marina up on the stage above the um, yeah. the, the the lobby area. Just yep. so so jolly. It's like it's it's cool because it, it makes it feel like an actual event. It's not like, yeah. a, like a video game event. It's like, oh, this feels like it's... All the people in this world, like, oh, the Splatfest is this weekend. We're going to go party. It's going to be great. And it's, yeah, it's really cool. Definitely a big fan of that. Uh, 
tell you what though, the only downside when I was thinking about like the actual use of mayo and ketchup on the maps is first of all that would have sucked to clean up. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And imagine that that odor, like that mixture of mayo and ketchup. Yeah. It's not ideal. Sunny in, not great. Those maps are pretty sunny. Oh, like, they are. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, oh, that, that, oh, oh. baked baked tomato sauce and baked. Yeah, that's on my list of things that are not okay. That, that, yeah, yeah oh. not cool. Having not second cool. thoughts now. <laughs> yeah, not um, cool. But that's really about it, except for again dabbling in more Overwatch because the summer games just yes. relaunched. Yes, uh, uh, that's one of the things I've sort of been playing as well. Which uh, we both jumped in. I last night in particular, we played a fair bit. Um, yeah. And it was fun. Yeah, and it's Overwatch. just... Like, it's, it's Overwatch. Yeah, it's, exactly. It, it's always going to be as fun as you think Overwatch is. Uh, yep. It's just nice that the events bring back a huge community again. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and some of the new skins and and, uh, and some of the new loot in general is really cool. There's um, an incredible Mercy skin that I must have. Uh, I want that Junkrat one. Oh, the Cricket the one? Cricket or Junkrat. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, I'm I'm sorely tempted by the uh, Farah highlight intro, which he does the slam dunk. Oh, that one's really cool. Yeah, I really like the um the the Hanzo one with the arrow. Yeah, where it splits the that arrow and really the target. Cool, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And I'm like, that. Yep, that's awesome. It, it's great because I'm probably going to see it a fucking million times because the Hanzo, Hanzo play the game. Yeah, fucking Hanzo man. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah it's like still it's, a lot it's, of fun. it's good. It was fun playing just quick play and just playing around with other characters and sort of getting a feel for them. So I haven't done that in such a long time. Oh, yeah. And I have to say, like, mm-hmm. uh, between quick play last night and competitive today, I played a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming up against Doomfist, still at this point, incredibly intimidating. And I still don't oh, quite yeah. know how to deal with him. I'm like, ah, uh, what do I do? Oh, he's punched me. I'm dead. Okay, fair enough. I'll just yeah, lay down. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you see him charging, you're like, maybe I could get him. Nope, I'm dead. Like, no, I have died. Oh, I have died. <laughs> You see him standing there sizing you up and you're like, oh, do I go for it or do I try and run away? It's, yeah. <laughs> um, it's cool. I, I still can't play him. I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest to try and get better at him because I want to space punch everything. But Yeah. Um, From what I tried of him, he's not a character for me, but I, he, I think he's very cool. He's very interesting. And there are already a few players out there who are very, very good with him. Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I've been dominated by some Doomfists over the last couple of days. I'm just like, all right, yeah. fine. This is good. No problems. It's, um, yeah, it's impressive to see, like, especially seeing the way that they use sort of like that, um, that uh, rising uppercut to sort of get out of the way and then dash yeah. away. Yeah. The way they're using very... the maneuver is very cool. Yeah, it's interesting, and it and again, it's exactly how I thought they would, they people would sort of take to it, and it's um, it's good to see it in action against you. Yeah, it, it just makes for some unorthodox situations that I don't know how to handle. As yeah. it, someone who who plays largely as Diva and Farah, I'm kind of like, yep. okay, this is how I'm going to face this situation. And Doomfist is like, hey, what's up? I'm like, ah, it's weird mm. because there's like a lot of characters that are ground based characters, a lot of characters that are sky based characters, but Doomfist sort of sits in the middle. So, like, you're either looking to the sky to try and take out a Pharaoh, or you're looking to the ground to try and take out, like, a Roadhog or something. And sort of Doomfist sits in the middle because he can sort of, like, squeeze in that middle area because he's not quite high enough to get, you know, and, and like, it doesn't have, like, the, the height and uh, hovering power, let's say, like, a Pharaoh or a Diva or something like that. But um, he can still get off the ground a fair bit. Yeah, he's interesting. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I'll be yeah. used to him one day, one day. 
Yeah, one day. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Put in the time with him. But yeah, that's really all about I've been playing, just catching up and like looking forward and just sort of being like, oh god, I'm not ready for it yet. Just not yeah, ready like, for it yet. My wallet's already crying, like desperately crying. But oh boy, how about how about yourself, Joel? What have you been sinking your time into? Um, I played uh the other night. When was it? Tuesday night, I think. I played like a good six to eight hours of uh, of Nier Automata. Nice. Like, I I slammed through a whole bunch of that. Um, so I'm making some more progress in that. Did a whole bunch of side quests mainly. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I did the amusement park stuff again. No spoilers, but um, I did that fight again. Um, Against the, uh, the, the robot? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the 9S version is quite different. Yes. Um but like just hacking everything and just it's so satisfying because it, it it takes what should be tedious about a new game plus run when you're trying to do those bosses again away because you can sort of it's still a challenge but it's not as long because you're like all right cool I've, I've seen the bits here but but then also they add in extra pieces to the story so you yeah. find out a little bit more about that that was very interesting yeah he gets um, like his you get his own cutscenes that you sort of see and he even has sometimes yeah. doesn't he have his own sort of conversations with his operator as well yes yeah, yeah so, so um it's interesting to see yeah because like his operators are a lot more straight laced compared to to two b's two b's which is, is very... which is funny considering that that means he's got his operators pretty straight laced and then there's two b herself who's also incredibly straight laced exactly yeah putting it's, poor uh, old 9s in a bad spot yeah yeah uh, it's I, I'm starting to see why people like referring to it as very like bleak and nihilistic. Oh boy! <laughs> it's I'm I'm starting to get that vibe. Like there's a lot of conversations that are happening, and it's like, whoa, okay. Um, I did the side quest with um, I think it's Jean Paul, the robot that had um all, all the, the followers. Fans. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Um, yeah, um, keep an eye out. I'm not sure when exactly it'll start popping up, but there'll be a point where you can you run into like, uh, like wise machines. They'll be marked on the map as like as, as question marks. I have marks. seen those. Yes. Yeah. I can't so, do anything with them yet. Uh, you, you can if you just like take it. Just have a sort of a have a, have a sort of a think about it. You'll, you, it's interesting. Okay. And again, bleak. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll have a because yeah, I found a whole bunch of them. I'm like, what are, what are these guys doing? I'll, maybe I just can't do anything yet, but. Um, oh, I think I just realized because of yeah. the positioning of them all. Um, okay, cool. All right, I'll have to try that out when I go. Yeah, let, let me know. Like, maybe we'll check back next week if you figured it out. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see how we go. Um, but yeah, apart from Nia, um, not a lot else. Play some Overwatch. Um, I've been good working times. pretty flat out. Yeah, it was uh. good. A um, couple of nights ago, uh, yeah, last night I just had a craving to play like an iOS, I downloaded a new free uh, iOS rhythm game that was okay. I'm not going to talk about it because it wasn't anything really to write home about. Then I started looking into, um, well, it just wasn't. I, it, it was fun. It was fine, but it was free to play. And I'm like, eh, I'm done. I don't, yeah, I'm done. And I was like, I wonder, I'm, so I started looking up like the best iOS rhythm games, uh, one of which I already had. Uh, it was, but the, the one I didn't have, I played a little bit of, is called Voez, which is also on the Switch. Oh, um, I've seen, yeah. Yeah, so the mobile version is very mobile version. It's free to play, and you buy packs and all that sort of stuff. Um, but 
I really like it. It's the way that it presents itself. Um, like the buttons will sort of appear all around the screen and there's different moves that you have to do. Um, the music that's, that you can play is interesting. Um, they have like a, almost like kind of like what Heroes of the Storm does with a hero rotation. Um, they do it with songs. So it's like these are the songs that are available at the moment. And then you earn like from doing well, you, do, you earn like keys that you can use to unlock song packs and stuff as well. Um, and you can buy keys with microtransactions and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think the Switch one comes with a whole bunch of stuff anyway because you pay it's like fifteen bucks or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good um, visually. It's really nice to look at. Um, so I, I haven't played a whole lot of it, but I just wanted to touch on it because I think it's interesting. It is free to play if you want to check it out. You can download and see what it's all about. It's called Voez, which is V-O-E-Z. Um, the company that makes them, I think it's called... I want to say Rayarch, but I'm not sure. Um, the company that makes them has a whole bunch of other like rhythm-based, like narrative-driven games as well, I think, on the App Store. Um, and like actual like premium ones as well. So it's like you pay a price and you get the game. Um well, the, the whole, most of the game anyway. Um, so I went and I was going to play a couple of those, but I didn't get around to it. But I did went go back and download a game called, let me see what it's actually called, uh, Infinity Gene Groove, uh, Groove Coaster. Um, Groove Coaster? Which, yeah, so it's by, uh, it's published by Tadio, um, and it's by the team that did uh, that really awesome mobile Space Invaders game. Oh, yeah. I, so I don't remember the name of that game, but I remember that game. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it's got. Yeah, I think it's called Infinity Gene, Space Invaders Infinity Gene, or something like that. Um, really awesome visual style, great soundtrack, uh, and switch up the gameplay uh, a little bit sometimes as well. Um, Groove Coaster is basically a rhythm kind of a rhythm version of that. Like if you took all the visual art. Um, aspects of that original game and the music and stuff um, and put it into a rhythm game. So it's not that pretty simple. It's just like tap the screen when like the little dots come down. Um, but you're following this like track and it looks, it's like this weird sort of visualizer, kind of like almost like a Res Infinite kind of vibe as well. Um, and after a while they start adding in new mechanics like holding and then like holding and like scratch. It's called scratching. So you like you swipe really quickly so you scratch the screen, like you get more points for doing that. And then there's ones, um, yeah, holds. And then there's like uh, swipes as well. Um, hmm. So I've been, I put in a little bit of time into that. I I, I saw it pop up on the, one of the lists. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I ever, that sounds interesting. Like, I feel like I've played that, but I'm like, oh no. I, I remember playing the Space Invaders one. And then I went to download this one. I was like, I'll buy it and give it a go. Um, I realized I'd already purchased it. So I was like, cool. All right, I'll re-download that. And I played that for a fair bit last night. Um, it's really cool. It does have, like, again, it has DLC in it, like where you can download songs and all this stuff. But it comes with a fair few songs as, as is. Um, like, remixes from other, like, Tadio games. I've sort of seen, like, a couple of Arkanoid uh, songs come up, uh, which is great because I fucking love Arkanoid. It's a classic. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Like, there's Brick Breaker games, I don't know. There's something about them I really enjoy. And Arkanoid just seems to get it really really right um but yeah so i've been playing a little i played a little bit of that last night um i downloaded another mobile game that i'm not going to talk about because i haven't played enough of it or any of it yet um but let's just say it involves cats and i'm very excited for it so stay tuned to next week for that one um but yeah that's pretty much all i've been playing this week i think off the top of my head it's been a pretty chill week 
Yeah, yeah. Like I've played a bit, but like it's just nothing new, nothing to report back on. So, um, but yeah, cool. All right, shall we get into some news, Karen? That sounds good to me. Sounds good. There's a there's a bit that's happened this week. Yeah, we've had some Not... interesting stuff. Yeah. Interesting. So let's let's start with the fun stuff. Yeah, let's let's, do it. let's, let's start with some fun things. Good old. Because you know what's around the corner, Joel, in like in like mere weeks. Because E three was apparently six millennia ago, or it feels like it. Oh, in the games industry, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are barreling towards Gamescom. Yes. Yes. Big. So, uh, Nintendo have revealed that they will be... Stri- okay, I picked the Nintendo stuff because that's what I'm interested in. I'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff, but Nintendo will be doing a bunch of live streams, yep. which is neat. Yeah, showing off a whole bunch of games, which is really cool. Um, I'm so glad Nintendo's getting back into this. Like, yep. They they obviously had their directs and they did their E3s, but I'm not sure... I mean, I don't recall any significant live streams from Gamescom in recent years. Well, I think it's, so it's I think it's probably good that they're getting back to this sort of thing, especially after I mean that Switch reveal event. Obviously, they've taken on board the feedback they got from that because you know it it wasn't great. <laughs> Let's face it. I mean, I guess, I guess it also helps they've got plenty to talk about now as well. Exactly. Yeah, they don't, they don't have to be hush guess... about things. Yeah. Yeah, because it's pretty clear in like the dying years of the Wii U, they're like, oh, we've got all these Switch games, but we can't talk about them yet. Yeah, we can't even talk about the console. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So they'll be doing a bunch of streams for games like Super Mario Odyssey, which is of course amazing, and Metroid: Samus Returns gets a look in. Which every time Nintendo like types out or says Metroid. It, it's like, oh, it's happening. It's back. Karen grows stronger. That's basically, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they'll have Yoshio Sakamoto and Jose Luis Marquez. Nice. Now from that... Mercury Steam there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, so they'll be, they'll be sort of showing similar of a gameplay. Although at this point, I think I'm good. I'm just going to be steering clear of that one. Yeah. I watched Kind of Funny Cause... play it this week because a lot of people have been having like hands on with it with um like Treehouse. Yeah. Reps. I think the embargo went live up on Tuesday. Mm. Um, I was just, I was just sort of sitting here as as I saw the embargo go up, thinking about Nintendo and Scoresby in Melbourne, just going, it was there yeah. inside that building. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was kind of funny player, and it it I was like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm I, I'm on board. I'll I'll be getting this for sure. Um, There's just so many little things like hearing the music or hearing like mm. the music for the item rooms and the item pickup jingle. Yep. None of that stuff was really in other M. No. Which was the last. Metroid game that we played, yeah. So it's nice to have them back. It's refreshing, um, and in a weird way. Man, that melee counter is so cool. The melee counter is great, and so is the the free aim you get as well. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. It just looks it it looks smooth. Like everything looks really nice and and fluid with the, it's how it controls, which is great. Great. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So yeah, super keen on that. Uh, Nintendo since they're not done with reaching for my wallet, also revealed that new 3DS XL Samus Aran edition. Yes, they did. Which I was like, it's, that's cool, but I'm, I'm, I probably won't get it. I, I, you know, Australia, we didn't get the special edition for the games. So we probably won't get that. And then EB games were like, what if we did get that? Yeah. And I was like, well, what if we had a trade in deal know. with oh, existing geez. 3DSs? Which I, I have an existing 3DS, mm. Joel. I do. 
And I also have a spare game I could trade away. I, and I would have a nice Samus 3DS. Yep. To play Samus Returns on. Nah, worth it. Do it. I'm I'm a weak soul, Joel. Yep. It, it's just, it's going to happen. Of course. And I, yeah. I only ask that no one judges me. No, I know I'm was. Everyone's, everyone's okay with it. We're all enabling you. Are it's they, fine. I, I'm going to, they all need to at me about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just say, just, just let me know it's okay. Yeah, tweet at Karen and say it's okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> Everything's okay. We support you. Uh, <laughs> so they'll also be streaming a bunch of other their upcoming releases like Fire Emblem Warriors, yep. Xenoblade Chronicles Two, mm-hmm. Pokemon, Mario and Rabbids, all those sort of things will be there as well. Yep. But it's just good to see Nintendo just showing stuff again. Again, I know it's because they can finally do it, but it's it's good. It feels good. Yeah. Exactly. It's um, it's it's good to see him, yeah, getting out there and just being able to talk about all this stuff now and the, uh, all this stuff that a lot of people are really excited for. So that's it's good. There's a lot of good buzz going exactly. on for them, even amidst the 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 bad stuff, like the terrible, terrible online app. But um, and even the bad news, like um, obviously the switch shortages in Japan, uh, the news about the company that supplies Nintendo's switches with like the i think it's the screen is like yeah. potentially going bust a bunch of bad stuff but yeah good buzz around the switch itself exactly it's good good news um uh, but yeah on another yeah some more nintendo similar. news yeah uh yeah <laughs> yeah well Joel, we haven't coordinated what? this at all uh <laughs> no i'm just i'm just looking at this and just getting unhappy again <laughs> yeah so uh nintendo also announced that the nintendo world championships is making a return mm. This year in October. Now, we say World Championships, but there's a very big quotation marks around the word world uh, because currently it's only uh, open to US residents, basically. Um, Yeah, that's the world, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. In their eyes, it is. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's uh, so they're doing a um, new Nintendo World Championship. The last one was, of course, in 2015. To celebrate the 25th anniversary since the very first one in 1990. Um, but it seems like they're going to try and make this a more regular thing, which is cool. Hopefully, yeah, like, if this goes well, they might open it up. It'll open, mm-hmm. yeah. Because that's the thing. I could I could really see this working if, if the events are staged right. Like, you could have, like, the World Championships at E3, and then there's plenty of time leading up to that to have, like, more regional mm-hmm. or like country specific stuff but maybe that's asking a bit much yeah and the w- but we can dream right the, the way that they're doing um the way that they're doing the sort of uh qualifying events is at best buy stores in america so you sign up go from august 19th go and um jump in and uh try and qualify i guess um so there's two different groups based on age uh so both groups will play mario kart 7 for the nintendo 3ds family um, the first age group, uh, 12 and younger, will play as Mario on the Nintendo DS Luigi's Mansion course using standard cart, standard wheels, and super glider. Uh, the second age group, 13 and older, will play as Bowser on the Game Boy Advance Bowser Castle 1 course using standard cart, standard wheels, and super glider. Uh, and if you get the play with the best They'll also time, have, um... Hmm. They'll have demos on hand at the Best Buys as well for Mario Odyssey and Metroid as well. That's, so that's awesome. Neat. Yep, really cool. Get hands uh, on with those. Yeah, I I love the idea of the World Championships. Mm. And if it keeps doing well, hopefully they'll bring it to us loyally Australians and other countries. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
It'd be fun. The E3 one they did a couple of years ago was a, it was great to watch. It was really, really cool. That. Yeah, it was a really cool event. Um, Except for Blast Ball. <laughs> yeah, well, but that was that was when we were much like more naive and 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 wide eyed, and we had no idea what that was going to lead to. Um, <laughs> yeah, simpler times. Yeah, the shit still didn't follow that. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, if you if you're listening to us and you live in America and you're good at Mario Kart, go and try your hand. I guess. Throw your I guess hat in the, the ring. The big, the big question is like, will there? Is it? Is like the October thing going to be a full on show? I hope so. Because um, that does open up the possibility for maybe we'll get some like an announcement or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, my guess is that the final stage will be something from Mario Odyssey. Maybe. It'll be like a speed but, run of a quest in Mario Odyssey or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and they'll do it like like the classic 1990s film, The Wizard, uh, <laughs> where they had the, the uh, video game Armageddon, I think it was called. It was the, uh, oh, my God. The video You're bringing up The Wizard now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I fucking... It's a bad movie, but I love it. It's so good. In my eyes. Um, in, in perspective, that competition is unfair to be like, all right, now compete on Super Mario Bros. 3, a game that none of you have played. Yep, yep. And it's so funny watching it now. They're like, whoa, oh my God, look how... And we're like, I was like, I've played this level so many fucking Clocked times. Clocked it. So many fucking times. I could do it with my eyes closed. Like, um, mm. yeah, maybe not with my eyes closed. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> talking myself there a little bit, but... I don't doubt your skill. Yeah, no, you should. Um... It's, uh, but yeah. This isn't, this isn't Hitman, okay? All right. Oh, don't bring that up. Don't, don't bring that up. <laughs> if you want to know what Kyron's talking about? Go and watch the OK Games playthrough of Hitman. There's two parts out. You can see me be awful at video games. Um, so good news. But yeah, it's I, a treat. That would that would be my guess. I, I reckon that it'll be something to do like that. I, especially considering it's October, it's probably going to be. I would doubt they're going to put it on around the same time as the release i'd say maybe a week before i think the actual article that we linked to said like october 7th or something 7th okay which is like you know it's a that's a fair whack of time ahead of the actual release of odyssey yeah yeah um that i think that would make sense too because they were they'll, they'll be going into like pr overload for that game at that point yeah that's, that's a good point actually Shove it into still holding out hope for like a trailer or something. Even if it's like for another deluxe, another Wii U game. Yeah, maybe we'll get our Smash Brothers. Maybe Mario Maker. Maybe Mario Maker, or maybe the final thing will be a Smash tournament in Smash Brothers Switch. I I want Smash on Switch so badly. I miss Smash. I miss it. It's gotta be. It's gotta be happening. It's oh, it absolutely is. That game has to be ready to go somewhere or like close to ready. I just think they're scared of like smothering Pokken sales when it comes out in September because yep. that's also a fighting game. But you know that people would drop it for Smash like oh, in absolutely. an instant. Absolutely. Sorry, Pokken. You, you're fun. You definitely are fun. But Which, again, Smash. would lead to, you know, maybe this event, that being the final round as well, seeing like a, a Smash tournament as the final. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, it would be a good way to sort of encompass it too, because that was the the year of our world championship was also the year of the Smash tournament, wasn't it? Like, I think they did that. Think, was, um, so when they started doing a whole bunch of tournaments, 
Yeah, they've, they've gone tournament crazy recently. I couldn't yeah. get in my wires crossed. E3 this year, there was at least three or four tournaments that he's going to put on. There was so many of them. It was Arms, Splatoon, Mario Kart, and Pocket, I think. Yeah, I think there was a Pocket one. I think one there was a Pocket one, yeah. For some reason. Sorry, yeah. Pocket. I know yeah. it sounds like I hate you, but I don't. I don't hate you, I promise. Yeah, I'll pick it up, maybe. I don't know. I said that about a Wii U one, and I never did, so. Um, but yeah. Nintendo doing some fun stuff riding that wave yeah um, I'm going to let you take the next one Karen speaking of the uh, the uh, Metroid hype train yeah well this one's actually kind of a neat little story that's sort of like popped up that I saw on my Twitter feed and then I also was reminded of it in the uh, guys podcast this week actually right uh, it's it's if you recall, I think it was nearly this time last year actually, because obviously Metroid recently turned thirty one. Happy birthday, Metroid! Yay! Uh, uh, the little game uh, AM Two R, another Metroid Two remake, was released and then shut down by Nintendo, which was obviously pretty sucky. But now we know why. Exactly. We, like we're yeah. getting a Metroid Two remake. Exactly. Uh, but the the man or what the the particular person who worked on it. Uh, where's his name? Milton Guasti? Uh, probably bummed that up. But uh, yep, he has been it. hired by Moon Studios. Cool. Who, if you don't know, are the guys mm. who made Ori and the Blind Forest, a 2015 Metroidvania for Xbox One and PC. It's gorgeous. I haven't played it, though. Yeah, it I good. want to. I know I know. Josh from OK, Came, OK Games is a massive fan. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think he said Ori and the Will of the Wisps was his most anticipated game from E3. So, I'll tell um, you what, uh, I will be for sure checking it out now that this this man's working on it because AM2R was awesome. Yeah, yeah. He'll be working. On, he's working on the level design for the game sequel. So yeah, I, that's that game has just rocketed up my list of things I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, I mean, Ori was always one that I I really I still do I really want to play. I just don't yeah. have the. Uh, resources available to play it so that top card um, run it yeah probably uh, uh maybe probably not yeah, it is on steam not well enough probably uh, for it to to give it to do it justice i'd say yeah it, it is a gorgeous game and you would want to play it at its best yeah at, or at its at its you know optimal level i don't want any stutters or anything like that so yeah, I mean, again, this isn't a huge story. I just think it's a nice little way to cap off the story of AM2R, which was a huge passion project for a, for, this, for this guy, and it sucked when it, the plug got pulled. Yeah, people got absolutely. pretty unhappy. Yeah, uh, he, you know, better things have happened now. He's he's working on a new game with with Moon Studios, and yeah, it's good news. Yeah, really good news. But Karen, let's go into some bad some bad news. <laughs> Oh, especially after last week's episode where we we, we we spoke very highly of this this game that finally released this week. Uh, Lawbreakers finally released, uh, and the numbers are not looking very good. Um, yeah, this is based on PC so far, so we don't mm-hmm. have like I don't think there's like Sony or Xbox. Is it? Oh, it's not on Xbox. No, it's just Sony, just PlayStation Four and PC. I think yeah, yeah, but Steam numbers aren't good according to Gif Gifip. It's like a Steam tracker, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, 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 they're not good. They're, they're, they're battleborn bad. Uh, apparently worse than that. Yeah, and that makes me sad. Um, because this game deserves. 
I'm not saying this game deserves to be like 10 out of 10 game of the year, but it deserves a lot more praise and I think it's currently getting... I saw... I didn't read the article, but on VG247 there was a headline that was everyone's arguing about uh, and comparing Overwatch and Lawbreakers, but I'm too busy having fun with it. And I was like, that's pretty much it. You could compare them both, but really when it comes down to it, it's like comparing apples and oranges and it's... They're both fun games in, in their respective... Uh, things that they're trying to do. So, absolutely, and I don't want to. It just it also just seems unfortunate that Lawbreakers comes out like now, and an Overwatch event has just started as well. Yeah, and that's that's sometimes that's all it takes to make people pick Overwatch. Like getting yep. those skins that are only here for a month, and the voice lines and the sprays, and playing mm-hmm. Lucio Ball and all that stuff. Yeah, and I mean they might trek out lawbreakers down the road but that's, yeah that's i'm hoping that's i'm hoping maybe after this event there'll be like a bit of a resurgence um but i mean i was holding off on buying this game i'm so tempted to we were talking about this before we were both like maybe we should just pick it up just to sort I of want to support it now um because it's impressive it's it's an imp- impressively fun shooter um, yeah, I had I had fun with a beta, as I keep saying. It was surprisingly fun once yeah. I wrapped my head around it. Yeah, exactly. It takes like a few matches, but once you's like, you, it takes a few matches to get your head around it. It takes a few more matches to get comfortable with it, and then after that, you start to feel good about playing it. Um, and that sounds so, like a oh, it's a time of it, but really, that was like maybe three or four hours that we played, and it was like yeah. we went from be, having no idea what to expect to being somewhat competent, like, you know, being able to hold our own. I wasn't dying immediately. That's the best exactly, way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't walking into rockets. So I guess um, at this point, the question we've got to ask is, is it, it's, it's hard to sell a multiplayer only game in 2017. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. I still don't really know how Overwatch pulled it off. I guess it was that Blizzard magic. It's Blizzard, man. That's, that's what they do. They can make anything work. They, they, they're the one. They're the reason why we have collectible card games now. Like, I mean, they, like, like digital collectible card games. They were the ones that brought it to the forefront, and now everyone's doing them. Fucking Valve's doing one now. They announced this week. Yay! Yeah, Valve's new game. It's a Dota two card game. Anyway. Yeah, oh. it's just it's a trend. Like, it's, again, more well, really a trend, but Battleborn didn't do well and it came out next overwatch but it had single player i guess didn't it yeah kind of yeah it had kind campaign of, yeah. stuff at least that's anyway. it campaign yeah, yeah. um Warbreakers is, player, but, mm. Warbreakers is straight multiplayer and it's come yep. out around the same time as this overwatch event and doomfist is pretty new as well it's and unfortunate it's, it's like you know people again are comparing the two going oh well you can there's different classes of characters and everyone's crazy and zany and there's all these different things. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but they're two very different games. They're two very different games. Um, two Absolutely. Very, both really great games, but um, yeah, it's a real shame. Um, I didn't think it was yeah. going to do super well, but I didn't think it was going to do this bad at launch. Um, well, especially when you consider that it is also priced pretty cheaply. Absolutely. The price of it, that's the, that's the selling, selling point for it. it. The fact that it's a... For here, anyway, like a forty-five dollar shooter. It's it's fun to play, but yeah, 
so what what do you think they could do to turn it around i guess like i don't know is Maybe it do they just like let it sit until after the overwatch event finishes and then try to work on it because i feel like every day this game goes by dropping in numbers is bad Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, I think maybe, like, yeah, letting it sit. But, I mean, if you look at the, the amount of PR that was surrounding it before the game came out, there wasn't a lot, really. That's true, actually. Like, I'm so used to, at this point anyway, like when I opened the PlayStation Store, seeing a big banner for the next game, but it's still mm-hmm. Fortnite on there. And I was I was surprised that Lawbreakers didn't, like, at least, especially on PlayStation, where it's console exclusive at this point, like, yeah. make a grab for some attention, but it just didn't really go for it i'm not sure and that's the thing too like fortnite fortnite's been shrouded in mystery and controversy since it, it soft launch in open beta or whatever it is. like in open early access early access that's the word thank you um like yeah the fact that you can pay to play this early access game it's going to be free next year like that alone but so many people are playing it you look at all the, the streams and and all the let's plays and things it's like fortnite 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 rooster teeth did a fucking immersion which is their making video games in real life series that they do they did a one of them at, at um their recent rtx that just came out with um bruce and lawrence from funhouse um it's pretty good actually it's really fun um but i mean like i'm, I'm interested in that game yeah, look, Epic definitely took the right steps for marketing that game by re- making those connections, like reaching out to Roosteef, I'm, I'm no doubt reaching out to a bunch of streamers. And I'm yep. sure that there's a lot of streamers playing Lawbreakers, but it just seems like it's not really... It's not... Again, I don't like games being in my face, but it's not in my face. Like No, no. At all, it, really. I'm not being reminded of it and going, oh, God, not that game again. Oh, but it was fun. I should probably get it, yeah. Um it's also a bit of a slap in the face to Cliffy B, the fact that Fortnite is doing so well. Yeah, I... Can I be honest? I I don't think I care about Fortnite. <laughs> I was interested in it until I have no idea how the game's going to operate in terms of its business model. Like, I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, I think I do, and I'm not okay with it, so that's why I'm not interested in it anymore. Um... It would have been a fun game. I think it would have been a great game for us to jump online and play together. I would have loved to have, like... Apparently, the crafting is really, like, streamlined. It's really fun. Um, Like, the actual shooting stuff is really fun. Um, But, yeah, I just... I'm like, oh, I don't want to... And the the packs that they've got are really expensive. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. It's so interesting. I, I don't know if it's like getting there again because of the marketing and just having Epic on like being made by Epic might be helping a lot as well. Like Boss Key yeah. again is an indie yeah. studio doesn't really command much cred. Yeah, and unless you're, you you sort of follow the industry, you probably don't yeah. really care the fact that it's it's Cliffy B Studio. Like you know, if you if you mention Cliff Blazinski to the average person who plays video games but isn't like actively following developers and and yeah. and faces and uh, names to those faces and whatnot um you say cliff blazinski to someone and they go who and you're like well okay there's the problem i guess <laughs> um yeah it's true I, and i i do have to say unfortunately given all the circumstances but i'm not surprised that it's unfortunately not doing well i'm not either but like i said i didn't think it was going to be this bad i thought it was going to be like yeah, well, yeah there's a few people playing i didn't think it was going to have like it wasn't going to be a newsworthy article of like 
Lawbreakers is doing Battleborn bad. Um, it's apparently not even breaking into the into Steam's top 100 games being concurrently played. Unfortunately, which is again, oh, it's not it's not good. It's really not. So hopefully it can turn it around. Hopefully they can they can think of something. Uh, I maybe just... bank on a sale or something as well. I mean the game's already cheap as it is, but um, I don't know. It's a it's a real bummer. I read that article and I was like, ah, yeah. I saw people talking about sad. it today, and yeah, because again, I had so much fun with a beta. I I feel a bit guilty for not picking it up this week now, but yeah. uh, I just didn't have time, and it's a, it's a shame. It's really a shame. It really is. Um, I really hope they can turn it around. Oh boy. Um, should we move on to the hit? Speaking of like. Bad business models and payment methods and and just obnoxious things like that. Oh, uh, I'm so mad about this next one. Yeah, no, I, this is all you, Karen. Go nuts. This is your chance to unleash. All right, so Middle Earth, Shadow of War will have loot boxes, Joel. Oh, really? It, Why? Why, yeah. Karen? Well, look, hit, you'll be able to use the loot chests, the, the loot chests to buy... Well, you'll be able to buy them to unlock new gear, such as weapons and armor, of varying mm-hmm. rarity, of course. Right. Uh, they'll provide orc followers of varying rarity as well to forge a strong army, XP boots. They'll have... Yeah, so... Oh, no, okay, there's loot chests and war chests, but different things. Oh, my there's God. two different things. Yep, Karen. But, Karen, isn't Shadow of War a single-player-only game? Yeah, so Shadow of War is a single-player, full-price AAA game. Right? Mm-hmm. So, apparently, it's not enough that at least in Australia, you're probably looking at like seventy nine and ninety nine dollars to pick this up at retail. Best case scenario, yeah, yeah. That's assuming that like some of the department stores sort of undercut EB a bit more than they normally would. Yeah, uh, I don't know why this is becoming. Or I guess this they've done this. Like, why, why, Joel? Why are there loot boxes in this game? Blizzard. Besides money, like it. it look, look back at Blizzard. It, it comes back to Blizzard again. Like. Loot boxes and loot chests and whatnot were a thing that were uh, prominent in the games industry prior to Overwatch. But I think, like especially in the mobile market, like chess, that's that's their business model, especially with free to play games. But ever since Overwatch came out, the term loot box has been thrown around by so many more people. And so many more people, if you mention loot boxes, they know exactly what you're talking about. And they'll have like a, oh God, I opened one last night in Overwatch and I got three duplicates and all that, you know. I think it's becoming a lot more of a a common term. So I think developers are like capitalizing on that. It just makes me unhappy. It's way worth mentioning as well. As I said, there there are loot chests and war chests. So that's alone there. That's two different types of loot chests, loot boxes at the gate. Uh, Yes. They can be purchased with Mirian, which is obtained through the game itself by defeating treasure orcs, destroying gear for Mirian, destroying orc followers for gear, finding Mirian statues throughout the the game, or with gold, Joel, with gold. Right. Right. Which are, of course, those glorious microtransactions that are becoming more and more prevalent. See, now this is, where, this is where I start to have a problem. Like, I mean, it's not great to start off with. Um, this is where I start to have a problem. When you start including multiple types of currencies and multiple types of loot chests and things, in a free-to-play game, sure, I get that. Because you're trying 
to make money on this game that you have given to someone for nothing. I understand that. But as you said, this is a triple AAA full-priced retail, like, single-player game. And, yeah, this is rough. This is rough. It is, it is worth noting that gold can also be obtained in-game for, in small amounts, like, literally small amounts for specific milestones, and it will be awarded for, compi- uh, for participating in community challenges. But it right. seems like the most prominent way to get gold will be money. And, yeah, I don't know, like, it's just, it feels weird in a single-player AAA game. I keep I keep saying that, because it still sounds weird, and it makes me unhappy. Again, I'm already, I'm already mad with Middle Earth after the other week when they revealed sexy female Shelob, <laughs> which, I, which I have yeah. problems with. Yeah. And this, this isn't winning me over. No, I mean, look, I have no interest in playing this game whatsoever. The only thing that's interesting me in playing it, there's two things. The Nemesis system, because it's a great system. And the, the Nemesis fact system that, is genius. I love it. Yeah. And the fact that Kamal Nanjali is in it as well. And I'm like, that's cool. But I mean, he was in Mass Effect Andromeda as well. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, the fact that, yeah, like, um, uh, who is it? Uh, Jared. What's his name? can't remember the, the community manager i think from from warner brothers basically said i uh, had a, a statement about it and the, the last slide is it's there as an option for players feel free to play as you decide not true not true like oh it's it's just i don't know it could come out and they could be very innovative but it's it seems like it's not <laughs> at all yeah i mean again so it's basically you can act like shortcuts i guess of a single player component mm-hmm. like with the new gear and like the orc followers and xp boost and stuff like that yep and again i again without playing the full game it's hard to judge it this way but it does make me wonder how it'll play in yep. the first middle earth you know leveling up was no issue orc packs were pretty easy to like you could get decent ones and i in the back of my head with this here I worry about how the actual game's going to play. If Again, it's maybe be super grindy. Like maybe, like that's it's a concern. Like as soon as I see XP boost, I get a little bit worried. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if it's going to be like super grindy, that's that's you know that's all well and good if it's like a JRPG or something like that. But instead of maybe going, well, there's microtransactions if you want to speed it up. How about you just make your game more accessible and more playable? for the $80, $90 that people are paying for it. Yeah. I feel like I'm being, like we may be being a bit harsh on it, but it just, I this, this is not something I want to really encourage. No, no. Which, you know, and we're not, we're not completely clean of this. I mean, we've both bought loot boxes for Overwatch, but the difference okay, is, yeah, yeah, the difference is those I, are cos- cosmetic and yep. those are, there's only one type Yep. And that's that's pretty much it. Like, you know... That... Well, I would also argue, like, Overwatch is giving us free updates basically for life. Very true, yeah. Characters yep. and maps are all free. We have, In, like, Modes. you know, the 12-plus months we've had, we've had so much post-launch content for it, and it's all been great fun, like, good stuff. Yeah. So... Whereas yeah. I would be surprised... I'm going to Google it right now. I would be surprised if it isn't a Shadow War Season Pass... Let's have a look. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Let's see if I'll there's be, one. I, I would be kind of surprised. Though. There probably is, but 
show, like season passes are starting to drop away because the loot box sort of like post game transactions are like you know revenue that they're trying to make is is through loot boxes now. Which again is it, is it better than a season pass? Like I don't know. I don't know. I guess I at least with the season pass, like sometimes they have promises of actual like story DLC or other like game modes and things like that. Whereas this is just like, oh, you can pay to be better. Here you go. So when you get the uh, Shadow of War Gold Edition, you will gain access to two story expansions potentially: the Blade of Galadriel okay. and the Desolation of Mordor. Okay. The Gold Edition is obviously the like the prime like special edition sort of thing so presumably you'll be able to buy those dlc packs separately but right like i don't know guys you want me to buy that and loot boxes i know the loot boxes are optional but are they gonna feel optional when i'm playing the game yeah <sighs> loot boxes in a single player triple a game no yeah that's the thing in a single player triple a game no come on come on cosmetic stuff in a fucking online shooter sure go nuts because especially if you make them like of like the things that are in those loot boxes of good quality like overwatch i mean i know we keep waffling on about it but it's it's such a clear comparison the fact that those skins for the most part like every time there's a new event there's at least one or two skins that most people will want that you will look at and go oh, I definitely want that skin. There's one of those that I definitely want to save up for or I want to buy some... Oh, there's only like three days left of this event. I'm going to buy some loot boxes now, which is what happens to us every fucking time. It's true. And and again, yeah. I would feel... I would feel angry about that if I hadn't spent 300 hours with Overwatch in the last year and a couple of months, really. Exactly. I mean, we've played so much Overwatch, but... For a game I paid maybe $79 for... Yeah, like I'm yep. happy to to throw them like ten bucks here and there during events for some loot boxes. It's 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 like I mean again just to waffle on about uh, Overwatch again for a bit, but I mean it's up there now with Smash Brothers as the game that I've had the best times playing video games with my friends. Like that's easily so many good times uh, and good memories from playing. Yeah, it's mm. it's just. And for some reason, I don't know, I feel like I'm more okay with it because of the multiplayer stuff and because it's cosmetic. And obviously, as we said, like, free updates. I It feels it does feel slightly hypocritical as well because loot boxes yeah, are loot course. boxes when you think about it. Like, there's just extra things you're paying for. But I don't know, this one's... Maybe it's because I've already got some sort of vendetta against this game. I feel like <laughs> it's fighting an oh. uphill battle with me. I think yeah, that's true, but I don't think you're alone in your your thoughts on the on the loot box side of things because it's been everyone's been talking about it this week. It's like so Shadow of War has loot boxes and microtransactions and because I'm trying to think if there's another like single player only game that's had microtransactions like AAA single player only because a lot of the games that, uh, that come to mind are, are had some sort of multiplayer component to them. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the one I was going to think of was, wasn't was exactly... It wasn't single player, but it's the one that strikes me as... as was It was controversial. And this was also baked into the game's design, which is why I get nervous, is uh, Dead Space 3 had them. Oh, of course, yeah, that's true. Again, that had that had co-op, so 
that's sort of multiplayer, but I remember that game getting roasted for having loot boxes, mm-hmm. essentially, for like yes. components to like get your robot to wasn't it the robot to go pick stuff up for you or something like that yeah to get more to get more like resources that you could yeah i don't know i didn't play that game i played like half an hour of it with you and it was like i'm done i finished it it wasn't good it was not good at all i really need to like look up how that game ends just so i can just go why why don't look Um, up you won't enjoy it it's not for no i won't i won't but i feel like there's a part of me that needs that awful closure (laughs) um but yeah like loot boxes not not crazy about them and i really don't think they belong in this game i will withhold my final judgment until i play it because i will play it because i'm a sucker and i it's i liked the first one joel i did so i'll play it It, yep yep i won't that's that's fair that is fair uh Warner Brothers as well is also still sort of, if you remember back to when there was that controversy over the endorsements for the first Middle Earth game with YouTubers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This franchise has just been shrouded in controversy. Yeah. So I was, I was sort of hoping this game would kind of get off to a better start, but already it's sort of, it's trudging uphill. It's already on the, yeah. It's already starting off on the back foot. Yeah. Oh, rough. But, Karen, I think we'll end up our, our news with some uh, interesting news. Potentially exciting news, I think. Um, the Paris Olympics Committee will consider esports for the 2024 Olympic Games. That's Now, I could already hear all the no what are these fucking nerds just go outside and play a real fucking sport it's like well no do a bit of research and realize how much fucking money is involved in this sort of thing before you start flapping your mouth okay you beat it Um, you're generalizing a little bit there virgil i am but there is a there is a small vocal minority that is that 100 percent. oh yeah there's always a vocal Um, minority because i remember yeah a couple of weeks ago uh i think it was BBC was had like the like uh, airing esports now, and like all the Twitter re- replies were just like angry middle aged grumpy people who'd never played a video game in their life, and it was like oh oh I can't help but I shouldn't but I can't help but get mad at this. Well, even a um, few weeks ago when uh, Screenplay and Channel Seven showed uh, the Overwatch tournament like that one hour of footage of like the overwatch yep. world cup there were some comments there that were similar and you were like ah, oh, come on guys it's you know different strokes for different folks and this is kind exactly. of rad to watch they're not all like fucking people who are like fucking not going outside and not seeing sunlight for their life. in fact a lot of the people on those esports teams are pretty in pretty good shape and stuff as well like they're not what you would think of if you were being horrible and generalizing and stereotyping people <laughs> who play video games. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's yeah. And there's so much money in this. There's so Absolutely. much money. Um, I think it's a pretty in- interesting move. Um, I mean, they've had, they've had like, you know, ex- extreme sports and things like that. Now, like, like, uh, like BMX and things like that. I think skateboarding is going to be, uh, an Olympic sport sometime sooner or is supposed like they're campaigning for it as well um, so but, I mean, yeah 
it's time to ask the question, Joel. What gets picked? If if let's say hypothetically they say, hey, we're doing an esports event at the twenty twenty four Olympic Games in Paris, what game is it going to be? Even though we both know the answer, probably it's going to be League of Legends. Surely. It's League of Legends for sure. Yeah, like, it have to be League of Legends. Uh, unless they do it like some other, like you know, like swimming events where they have different subsets. So they have like League of Legends, they have Overwatch, and they have Call of Duty. Like you know, things like Rocket League. Rocket League would be a good one because that sort of like straddles the line of like a sport and and a video game. So Rocket League would be cool. Yeah, I I do think that maybe hoping for more than one is a bit ambitious at this point. Yeah, that's, but that's true. We should we shouldn't let you know wish for too much. I guess. Um, I mean, <laughs> I already I already don't mind watching the Olympics. It's still when it's on, I've I always find myself sort of like drawn to watching, at least following along, because um, it's it's that whole thing of like we we're talking before about events and things like that. Like it's that whole everyone's talking about it. everyone's like tuned into it in some way, shape, or form. So it's hard not to um pay attention and get excited by it i guess um yeah it's never really again as someone who doesn't really tune in for it typically the event doesn't have my attention but if there was an esports segment i would be more tempted to to flick on flick it on the tv or check it out on my phone or anything like that and that's one of the reasons why i think they're doing this is because they know that there's a market there that they haven't tapped into and that is like ripe and bursting for the, for the picking. So, I mean, you know, the age that we're living in, the people, when it comes around to 2024, those, you know, 13, 14-year-old kids that are like, their their main source of entertainment is YouTubers and streamers. Like, they're, they're going to be the ones that they're trying to target. So they're sort of trying to future-proof the Olympics, I guess, in a yeah. weird way. They say um, themselves in an interview, uh, I think it's with uh, it's ABC News. Yeah. So the co-president of the Paris Olympic Bid Committee told the Associated Press that we have to look at it because we can't say, it's not us, it's not about Olympics. The youth, yes, they are interested in esports and this kind of thing. Let's look at it. Let's meet them. Let's try and see if we can find some bridges. Because obviously, what yeah, a- like... Fuck yes. The youth, uh, you want to tap into that audience. You really do. Yep. Fucking Australia. Maybe pay attention to that. Huh? <laughs> Our country Maybe. is... Uh, it's got some catching up to do, Joel. We know that already. It's a fucking, like, colossal shitstorm at the moment. But we're not a politics podcast, so we're not going to get into that. No. Um, but yeah, but hey, apparently... It, it, it is a shitstorm here at the moment, though. Just, so we're, just so we're clear. <laughs> it's so fucked up. It's I just, I'm so mad, I can't even talk about it. Um, oh, boy. Uh, but apparently this isn't the first time that... Uh, Video games have like contended for a slot at the Olympics. Apparently, I was actually the 2016 just Summer Olympics in Rio featured an e-games showcase with exhibition matches rather than medal events. Um, this is from the Kotaku article uh, that we're we're drawing from. Um, and apparently, this past April, the Olympic Council of Asia announced the first medal event for esports will unfold at the 2022 Asian Games. Um, so, I mean. Like I said, esports is just getting bigger and bigger by the second. And 
yeah, I think it, it's easy to say, like, a lot of people are starting to realise... Well, who was it? I think uh, someone from Easy Allies was talking about when Evo was up. Was it Kyle Bosman was with his parents when Evo was on? I think so. One of them definitely and was they, talking about it yeah. with his parents, though. Yeah, and they started, like, he had it on in the background, and then by the end of the night, all of them were watching it and, like, super invested in it. And these were two, his parents were people who rarely played, like, or kept up with video games anyway. They didn't know what these video, new video games were, but they were invested in this in this thing. Um, and it is exciting when you're watching professional people play. It's like anything. If you're watching someone who's good at what they do, doing it, uh, especially Again, when especially- the stakes are so high... Yeah, is that against someone else or like a team of other people who are also incredibly talented at this? Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating to watch. Um, yeah, that's what I'm. That's one thing I'm excited about. Uh, among many, many other things, when going to Japan is um, I'm just looking forward to going to arcades and watching like people there play DDR. That like that's going to be amazing. Just to watch people who that's their thing. That's their social life. That's what they do. They finish work, they go and hang out, and they play DDR, and they're crazy at it like i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to ask you to challenge someone i can't no there's no way <laughs> no fucking way i'm not even gonna play it i don't i don't think i can i don't want to be like fucking scrub law white boy from australia that goes there and is like oh play some dance dance revolution and just look like a fucking idiot <laughs> um i can't i can't do it to myself as much as i'd like to i'll find like the quietest arcade that there's like no one in no one goes there I'll just like secretly play. Um, but yeah, this on, is exciting. On your, on your own. Yeah, on my own. Yeah. I'll leave, I'll leave Ash in bed. I'll just sneak out <laughs> in the middle of the night. Like fulfill my like disgusting needs. To play DDR um, in Japan. Yeah, exactly. I need to do it at least once, don't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll embarrass myself. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I'll get Ash to film me so I can, that's content. Um, <laughs> <laughs> justify it so yeah it's exciting exciting news um i just yeah I, there's gonna be so much there's gonna be backlash about it it's gonna be interesting to see how this goes out but i'm super impressed with the fact that they're like floating this idea i mean and nothing there might be nothing that comes of it but yeah the fact that they're considering it is very cool yeah um, i mean again esports every year just keeps getting bigger and bigger uh, and you said that would be you think there'd be backlash backlash I'm not too sure I mean maybe but I'd like think, to believe yeah. that even those who would speak against it would realize that it's important to find new audiences that that's part of growing this stuff but see I don't think I think that vocal minority's not going to and it, yeah. it will be a vocal minority but they will be there and they will be present um well look but, from my experience I don't care about the Olympics but if you get some esports stuff I will tune in and check it out exactly and that seems to be what uh, the Olympics committee is is banking on yes, they're the really moment. hoping for it and uh, you know what do it then guys mm. roll speaking the dice e-sports, gamble on it yeah yeah. speaking of esports though it's interesting that um, there's a an esports bar opening up in Melbourne soon as well I saw that and uh, I could only imagine how if like next time there's like a big Overwatch tournament, it would be cool to watch it there. Fuck yeah, I'm so down. It's called GGEZ, I think it's called. Yes, I believe. That's um, right. yeah, I, I'm definitely keen on checking that out. You can like them on Facebook and stuff like that. I saw it pop up the other day, and I was like, 
I think you'd like the page. And I was like, huh? I follow so him I on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I liked him on Facebook. I should follow him on Twitter as well. Um, yeah, so that, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, it would be cool just to be like, go go down to the go down to the sports bar and watch watch some Overwatch. <laughs> you know, it's such an we interesting could all get concept. Out, get some diva hoodies. Yes, oh, I'm still considering getting that diva hoodie. It's a good so, hoodie. It is good hoodie. I I've seen. I I'm actually considering getting one of the um the knockoff bomber jackets from eBay. The diva ones. It's like a it's like a aqua blue one it's got like her sponsors down the arm it's like oh, her, okay her downtime sponsor jacket yeah basically oh but that's all we've got for the news this week yeah so let's move into the final segment of the dialogue options podcast which is of course the question segment um, we've got some juicy little tidbits this week from some of our listeners uh, and good friends so let's jump straight into them we're going to start off this week with a question from Mr. Brod Gordes, uh, co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast, uh, a very, very good podcast, uh, about uh, watching TV series and uh, sort of breaking them down uh, a season at a time. Uh, it's very, very, very good stuff. If you if you like your TV, um, they've covered a wide variety of stuff already, um, and they've got a few interesting ones coming up as well. Uh, they're in the midst of their uh, their netflix marvel wrap up at the moment i've been listening to the jessica jones episode at the moment um because that's the only one of the apart from i've watched daredevil season one and jessica jones and that's it um just because i have i have no real drive to go watch the rest of them unfortunately really yeah i just can't i try i started daredevil season two and i'm just like i'm not i'm not into it i didn't really mind not it. Into it um i might the jump into the defenders hit. I, the only one I had a big issue with was Iron Fist because I, I got like an episode mm. in and it was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks. I've, I've had my fill. <laughs> um, I, I was considering going and watching Luke Cage just because I like Luke Cage as a character. He was great in Jessica Jones. Um, but I might jump into Defenders. Uh, and the only reason I really wanted to watch Daredevil Season 2 is the Punisher stuff, but I just couldn't Punisher, get shit. I liked. And mm. I am excited, but he's getting a Netflix series. Hopefully well, it doesn't suck. Fucking John Bernthal's great. Um, he, great casting, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yes, go and support those guys. They're doing great stuff at the moment. They're doing leaps and bounds. Um, so go and go and say hi to them and so tell them we sent you, I guess. Uh, but Brod asks us: Have you ever, or would you ever consider importing and playing, uh, importing and playing to have? A, I'm saying importing and playing games to have them early, even if they weren't in English. Uh, you've already done this, Karen. <laughs> is it? First of all, this is a very cheeky question from Broad. Yes, this, this is loaded because this is, comes from a, a conversation we had in our group chat earlier this week. Because uh, Broad's currently in Japan, um, where, of course, if you know you listened to last week's episode, you would know that Dragon Quest Eleven is out, uh, selling like hotcakes still, selling like hotcakes, and Broad is toying with the idea of picking up a copy of it while he's over there. Um, but yeah, like I said, you've already done this. In yes, the I I did it last year for Persona Five, as I mm-hmm. think I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. I didn't play it immediately when I got it. I sort of just let it sit there and stare at it for a while. Yep. I think it was like maybe a month or so later. I I plugged it in and had a took it for a spin. Yeah. So I guess my answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess the simple answer. I have um, done that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know if I... It depends on the game. Um, I don't think I can get past not being able to understand what I'm looking at, if that makes sense. Like, even just with menus and things, I can't be bothered learning as much, even if it's a game that I really want to play. Like, I just, I don't know if I could be bothered with learning how to fiddle about and go, all right, that three down means options and two down means new game. And yeah, like, I I don't know. See, thankfully, as you've you've played Persona 5 now, you yeah. can see how that game, playing it in Japanese initially, not too rough. Like, that opening is very, very easy to get through. Right. If you're familiar with Persona, the battles are easy. The dialogue, you kind of sit there going, I wish I knew what you were saying, but I right. don't. Which is fine, because I'm just enjoying every every other aspect of this game. Yeah. But then, later, when you are wandering around the school, when I was playing it, it took me probably a solid 40 minutes to find, I think it was a, was it the teacher's lounge or the principal's office? I don't know. Some some specific room you had to go yeah, to. I and think, I was just, yeah. I was sitting here with my Google Translate app going, what's that character saying? Oh, okay, let's try that. And it took me a good half an hour to find a simple room. When I played it in English, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yep, I know where I'm going. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean, especially in a game like Persona, I don't, I definitely couldn't do it. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. The first hour was so good. Yeah, I know. It, 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 and that's the thing. Like, I I want to know, Persona, that series especially, like, I want to know everything that's going on at that present moment while I'm playing. Um, I, I, I had to shoot up. I had to have something. And it like once I played that first hour, I was like, cool, I'm good. I can wait until... February, which then became April, but I could wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think for me personally, I don't, I don't think I could. Um, I think the only reason I would be would be for the, the same reason you probably did, which is just to have it. And if it was something I was a fan of, I'd be like, "Cool, I've got a Japanese copy of this." Like, yeah. Um, I have a Japanese yeah. copy of um, Fire Emblem Four. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, which I can't play on my on my cart. But having it, I just look at it and go, ah, oh, it's nice. Yep. You never came out in English, and I doubt you ever will. It's nice to yeah. have a copy of it that I can just look at. And I have played an unofficially translated ROM in the yep. past of that game, but having it feasibly in, on my shelf is quite nice. Yeah. See, I, I, I think the only exception would be is if that there was the game had like an English option, like universally. But I think the only time that that would really happen is if the game was launching at the same time or close to, like, worldwide. I think sometimes, like, the Asian release has, like, English subtitles sometimes or... Yeah. If not well, English dialogue. Well, because you, uh, you messaged me last week about that you had a friend who uh, bought the uh, Japanese version of Your Name and yes. that had English subtitles. Um, yeah. To which I was like, hmm... I'll buy two copies of that. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> I haven't yet, and I'm yeah. I'm on the precipice of doing so. I'm just, Karen, oh, that movie is so good. Um, I'm not. I'm not arguing, it, man. It's a good movie. I, I agree. No, I know. I know. I just have to say it. I just have to say it. It's like a. It's like a like a daily prayer. I have to say how good your name is and how good Persona Five is. It's just Mate, anime Persona is, series. Anime is general. wonderful. Yeah, especially when you find the good one. If you find that that one that clicks with you, and you're like, "Oh," which both of those did. Um, 
both of them, well, that that series of Persona and, and that movie. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, if there was an option that it came with like some sort of way that I could kind of understand what was going on, even if like it wasn't like a proper localization or anything, I yeah, I could be okay with that. Um, yeah, I mean, again, does, as you said, it comes down to a, type, to a type of game. And for Persona, it worked okay on Persona 5 just because that opening hour, you get that pretty solid tutorial area where yeah. you're battling and sneaking. You're like, okay, this gives me a feel for the combat and the sweet soundtrack and the visuals. Yep. And then you get yep. to some of the talking stuff in the dungeons and you're kind of like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. Nope. So, nope. yeah, it depends. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, but Don't I mean, regret it, though. It's so good. So good. Oh yeah, I I I don't. My, the 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 money spender in me says yes, bro. Buy a copy of Dragon Quest Eleven just because. Why not? And give it to me so that I can play it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, bro, buy a copy of Persona Five, but in English and play that <laughs> because it is a good game, and you should play it. If it um, comes to Switch, he said he would, but he would. Yeah, good it luck. needs to come to Switch first. Yeah, get Atlas on the horn. Come on, Atlas. We have a way for you to make more money. <laughs> yeah, put that on the Switch, and while you're at it, fucking put out Persona Three on the PS4. Just fucking do it, and be done with it. Oh. <laughs> if only, Joel. If only. That that's gonna be that. It's gonna be our new weekly thing. Is let's get Atlas to port P- Persona Three. To the PS4. Make it a hashtag. <laughs> yeah, oh, we should. That should be our campaign. We've got nothing. We've got nothing that we're like super amped for, like, and we're trying to like Whoa. Have a worthy cause. No, no, we there, there is, but you know what I mean. Like, we don't have like a like a, a worthy cause like we used to. I don't know. What, what was our worthy cause originally? Just Persona Five in general. Oh, the Persona Five campaign in general. Yeah, okay. exactly. Just us <laughs> being excited for it. I'm, I'm and, sorry, my campaign is occupied right now by Metroid. Sorry, man. That's true. Yeah, that's true. All right. I'll, well, you have the you. You can keep going with your Metroid one. I'll pick up the the Persona, Persona Three. Oh, but I um, like Persona Three. I want to be a part of that know, one too. I know, and I, and I like Metroid as well. So look, we're both. Got, we're just gonna. We're gonna share the load, Kyron. I'm share torn. the load. <laughs> we share the, didn't well, even finish watching Return of a King. Joel, do not throw the <laughs> share the load at me. Let's it. not. Let's not bring this up. And it's not that I didn't finish watching it. I just didn't watch it at all. So there's that as well. Anyway, Next question, Joel. <laughs> thanks for your question, Brod. Like I said, go and check out Hunting Seasons. It's a great podcast here in Damask. Uh, and some of their, their guest appearances um, and guest co-hosts uh, do amazing stuff. And they know their shit. Like, they know their shit. It's very interesting to listen to. Uh, I come out with some very... Dis- uh, different perspectives on things that I maybe thought I liked and I sort of look at it from a different angle because those guys just know what they're talking about. Um, it's very good stuff. And our last question this week comes from uh, Dialogue Options super best friend Sean Kirkpatrick. Uh, Sean Kirkpatrick designed all our wonderful, wonderful graphic design stuff. Uh, he also drew a rad picture of us. Um uh, you can find him. You can find him on Instagram at Shawnee Boy Draws, where he does all his uh, drawing a day, uh, which he's doing for a year, which is very very cool. Wide varied uh, spectrum of things that he, he draws 
uh, influence from and, and, and reference from, which is really cool. But you can also check him out at uh, his design page, which is seankirkpatrickdesigns.portfoliobox.net. Um, you can see some of his, of his, uh, his things that he's done for, you know, professional side of things. Um, and yeah, see how good of a, of a, of a design artist he is, which is very good. You just look at our logo. That's the correct answer. (laughs) Yeah. Look at our logo. It's fucking rad. And look at that picture of us. (laughs) Exactly. Look at that picture of us. We're getting business cards this week, Karen. He's designed, he's designed business cards for us. He's like, we're, we're becoming, we're becoming a real podcast. Um, (laughs) A real podcast. Yeah. We're, we're, we're members of the industry. No, let's, okay. Um, Dial it back a notch. Yeah. I'm getting too excited. Um, overstimulated. Sean asks, what genre swap would you like to see in a particular franchise? A Mario first-person shooter? A Persona racing game? A Crash Bandicoot point-and-click adventure? Let's hear it, boys. Uh, And then there was a couple of additions to this as well, because below it, his fiancée, Katie, uh, mentioned that she was very confused that she read genre swap as gender swap. Um, So he added in as well, it's like, what gender swap would you like to see? Um, I can uh, see how gen- that question would be much more confusing if you thought it said gender swap. I can understand yeah, that. Absolutely. Uh, the gender swap I would like to see is being able to play as Zelda in the DLC for Breath that, of the Wild. I just, yeah, I'm, honestly, that's my answer. I want, I want Zelda. <laughs> yep. Let, let, it's not so much it, a, play. a gender swap as it is a character swap because yeah. I don't want Girl Link. I don't no, really no, we don't need Girl Link. We, we, I want to play as Zelda. We, we got Linkle. That was enough. Um, oh, Linkle is not Linkle good. is a thing. Linkle is a Linkle thing is that exists. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so I didn't know. I was like, "Oh, this is an interesting question." And then I reread one of the options there, and it became a game that I didn't know I wanted until now. And that's a Persona racing game. I want a fucking Persona Kart racer. Give me that shit now. I will buy the fuck out of that. We got a rhythm game. We got a fighting game. Kart Racer is the next natural progression of that. Like, oh, imagine driving through some of those dungeons, Karen. Like, the tracks were the dungeons from the games. Maybe in five. Well, yeah, I suppose three and four have got a whole lot of not a lot of going on. <laughs> yeah, but like you would take like the the visual influence of each dungeon in four, especially. I can't talk for three, but like. Uh, you take that and sort of adapt that into like a more fleshed out thing, which it excites me even more. That's, I need that. Get Atlas on the horn. Atlas are busy. Persona 3 on the PS4, P5 for the Switch, and a Persona car racing game. Come on. They chop, haven't chop. even finished making their two rhythm games yet, Joel. Give them a break. Nah, as well nah. as working on Shin Megami Tensei for Switch. That's true, yeah. So, you know, um, just cut them some slack. They're a busy company. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Make us a car racer, please. Come on. Just... <laughs> Outsource it to Nintendo or make it a Switch exclusive. Do that. Just do that. Yeah, you've got you've got character designs there. You could use the fucking Persona Q chibi designs. That would work perfectly. Do that. You really you really believe in this idea. Printing money. It's printing money, Karen. Is it? Yes. It's printing I, your I money. Yeah. I'll give them. I'll throw money at that shit. Fucking, that's that's all what the things that I like in life, like in video games, in one. It's 
racing games and Persona. Um, anyway, I sort of got a little bit locked on there. Uh, what about you, Kyra? Is there anything that springs to your mind? I, I've been looking at like genres and thinking of games, and mm-hmm. so many of the things I'd be like, that would be cool. Like, sort of already exist. Yep. So, I mean, I guess I would. What well, ones? What I would say are good. Uh, Final Fantasy got a really sweet rhythm game. It did. It got the eight rhythm, which is I. I would actually just like more games to have rhythm games, just because I love video game music. So let's just yep. do that. Let's make that a thing. And usually, when you get a rhythm game for something like that, it usually uh, opens the doorway for like remixes and unreleased tracks and things like that. It's cool. Let's get a a sweet Metroid rhythm game. Yeah, and Where... and also it also has a way to make money post launch as well via microtransactions because. I don't mind paying for songs because it's like I'm paying for a song if I was paying for it on iTunes. That oh, yeah. That makes I sense. S- like, I think I've spent a good, like, $15 on Fiat Rhythm in the past on the 3DS. I don't even want to think how much you spent on Rock Band back in the day. Oh, too much, Joel. Just, too much. Like, between, between just having Rock Band sessions at my house going, man, that's by, that's by 10 bucks worth of music. Yeah. And then adding that all up over time for a game yep. that I don't play that well, at all anymore, but I still have. Still, I can access it. Yeah, Lots every of money, two, though. every two weeks, so we, we'd sit down and kind of be like, "All right, we can buy five songs tonight. That's all we're allowed <laughs> to buy." I'm like, all right, cool. So we go through and we make like a short list of ones that we wanted, and then we'd like narrow it down and go, "All right, well, you picked three last week, so you only get one this week." All right, that's fair. Like you know, we'd narrow it down that way. It was fun. Yeah. Um, so I guess if I was to like, to go into the idea a bit more. In specifically in Fiat Rhythm for Final Fantasy, it had like rhythm mini games where, like, there would be like a there was battle and overworld section. So in a battle, it was sort of like a Final Fantasy battle. You had your four characters lined up, and particular note strings would come out of them, and you'd have to hold or tap or whatever. Right. Blah. That would be in combat. That would do damage to the enemy, and if you did enough damage, you would win. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then there was also like overworld stuff where it was a a wave. And the, you'd, again, hold or tap or drag or zigzag and all that sort of stuff. And that sort of, if you stuffed it up, your character, like, would trip over. Yeah. <laughs> and get to change characters and stuff like that. <laughs> and I just, I kind of like the idea of, now I'm thinking about it, like, doing that with Metroid music. Like, maybe as you move your your stylus, because I feel like it'd have to be on a touchscreen, uh, along the rhythm note. Like, that would be as, as Samus is running. You could, like follow her up walls and all that with like the dragging of a stylus in tune with the music and now I just want that Joel I just want it. Hey, any game as a rhythm game it could be like I mean Nintendo's doing this whole mobile thing that would be a perfect mobile game just give me like a Nintendo rhythm game on mobile and oh I will... yes please yes just... oh Nintendo music give me yep just spanning everything oh my god yes that would be amazing um, there's actually, just explaining about like theatrism then, uh, there's a game coming out of PS4 soon, I can't remember exactly when, but I'm trying to keep my eye on it, called, uh, it's out on PC at the moment, called The Metronomicon, um, and it's the same sort of thing, it's like a, it's like a, um, turn-based fighter, um, but you use like, like rhythm controls basically, and you switch characters on the fly, so it's like Rock Band meets like a Final Fantasy battle. I guess, so which sounds similar to, like... Yeah, it's on PC at the moment. I've been looking at it for a while, but it's coming to PS4 soon. And I'm like, I think I'm going to pick that up because the trailer was really cool. 
and the music that was in the trailer was interesting. Um, just side note about music. Uh, I watched the Easy Allies this week play the Scott Pilgrim versus the World game. Fuck me. Apart from being just a great all-round game in general, that has some sensational music. Yeah, man. Anamanaguchi. Yeah, Anamanaguchi. And some, and um, Paul... can't remember his last name. Who did the sprite work for it as oh, well? Oh, the sprite, the Australian sprite work. Mm, yeah. I forget his name as well, unfortunately. It's Paul something, but yeah, amazing. <laughs> Paul something. Yep. Yeah, I'm really sorry if you're listening to this. You have if the power are, of the yeah. internet at your hands. <laughs> oh, it's so far away from me. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, if you are listening to this, big fan. Um, love your work. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else. I'm st- I'm still hooked on that Persona Kart game now. I yeah, like again, there is such a... As I said, so many of the things I could think of exist. Like Nintendo, fighting game, Smash. Like Metroid yeah. First Person, Metroid Prime. Um, yeah, Nintendo Persona, board game, Mario Party. Yes. Yeah, Persona is any other sort of genre. I've got the fighting game. I've got the dungeon crawler in Persona Q. Mm-hmm. I've got yep. so many... So many different options that that have already been beaten to the punch. Yeah, just because people are so like, look, developers are getting more and more creative, just trying random things or some of these with some series, and it's just fun. Yeah, some of this doesn't pay off, but like the ones that no. do, it's like okay, awesome, like it's really cool. Joel, in less than a month, we're getting a tactical RPG, a tactical turn-based RPG with Mario and Rabbids. Like, what what the hell is that even? Yeah, and everyone. Everyone is excited for that game. Like, it's 95% insane. of people are excited for that game. It's, it's nuts. Um, I'm trying to think of something that would make a good digital board game. Because I'm a big fan of the digital board game scene. Just take the um, take the Dark Souls board game and turn that into a digital board game. Yeah, that's true. Um, what else would there be? I don't know. Fire Emblem would be a good one. Fire Emblem would be a very good one. But I guess if it's a digital board game, it's basically just Fire Emblem, then, isn't it? You could you could sort of you could tweak it a bit, make it more like because Fire Emblem itself is obviously just down to like skirmishes between two factions. Mm. You could you could spice it up a bit, add like and resource you, stuff in there and that sort of stuff. Yeah, and made it like 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 a two to four player game that had different game modes. So it, it was a competitive game that you would play with friends or AI. If someone wants to take the uh, Game of Thrones board game and turn that into a digital board game, I would love them forever. Ooh, I'm surprised there hasn't been a digital version of that already. I mean, I guess give it time. I I have recently ordered like a copy of that, and that was a solid like ninety bucks. So I'd love a Ooh. digital version. <laughs> oh, um, like I'm like just on another side tangent. Digital board games, very good stuff. I mean, the Talisman one I've bought, I've got that for iOS and I've got that for PC. It's really good. I play it by myself um, against the AI because I have no friends. Um, oh. That one's really good. Katana Mobile is really great. Um, the Elder Sign spin-off one they did was really good. Armello is not an actual board game, but it's a digital board game, and Armello is excellent. Um, there's on sale right now on PSN as well. It is, and it's definitely worth it. Um, if you want to see it in action, go and check out my video I did of it like a year ago. <laughs> um, uh, it was one of the last things I put up on there. Um, yeah, digital board games would be good. So I, I would be keen to see someone do 
like take a franchise and put it. I'm trying to think what would be the perfect franchise for that. Stuff that uh, I like. It's it's tricky because well, so what sort of digital board game would you want it to be? Like a talisman or something like that. What about a um? So you want to take a video game and make it into a, a digital board game? Yeah, I think that's what I want. Like in the you could take franchise. a Diablo. Oh, that's a good one. It's a, I it's like a, that. A kill and loot game. You could turn that into something like a talisman or something like that. I do like that. There is a new talisman that just came out. It's a Warhammer 40k one, um, like a digital version. I can't remember what exactly what it's called, but it's, I think it's slightly different to Talisman. But yeah, it's a, it's called Talisman Warhammer something. Um, but yeah, the Diablo want to be cool. I like that. Yeah, lock that one in. That was a <laughs> get on one. the horn, the Blizzard. Yeah, get on the horn, Blizzard. <laughs> Fucking get him on the horn. Make it happen. Um, this is the title of the episode. Is get him on the horn. <laughs> Don't call Actually, it that. Actually, no. That's a bad idea. It's a bad title for I'm the gonna episode. I'm going to have to go ahead and uh, and veto that. Yeah, no, that's fair. No, your veto is 100% accepted. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. I think it's getting to that time, Karen. <laughs> you know, yeah, it is. It is. I'm not going to try and, yeah. like... And like faff about it, it definitely is getting about time where we should time. probably uh, wrap it up. Yes, but Sean, thank you very much for your question. Go and check out his awesome stuff. So yes, that is Sean Kirkpatrick designs.portfoliobox.net uh, or check out Shawnee Boy Draws on uh, Instagram. Um, he's just a fucking great dude. I love him, love him to death. Um, so yeah, go and show him some love. But yes. I think we should wrap this one up. Chuck a bow in it. Pop it in the oven. What what presents are you getting that you put in the oven? I don't know, Karen. I don't. Well, maybe it's like the string that you put around like a turkey. I don't know. Well, you said a bow, not a string. Like, like, hang on. We, okay, we'll you break this down. In, you tied in a bow on the top, and then I don't know. John, I'm gonna have to put you in the oven. Yeah, please put me in the oven. <laughs> I think I've inhaled enough gas as it is. Apparently. <laughs> Oh really? Oh boy. Sounds like you're sounds like you're hanging in there. You're you're tripping. Oh. You're tripping on through. All right, yeah. guys. Well, we'll we'll wrap it up. We'll we'll, we'll uh, as Joel said, stick a bow on it and put it in the oven because <laughs> that's hell. apparently what you do. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. As always, we do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us, you can find us on the social medias. Just search for us. We are Dialogue Options on Facebook, where you can like our page and. Uh, you can ask us questions when the weekly post goes up, I think, mostly Thursdays, but I don't want to lock that in in case something go- changes. Uh, yeah. Yep. I'm trying to, good... to get into a habit of it. Yeah. We've got a good thing going right now. It's been good. We do. Uh, good. You can also find us on Twitter, at Dialogue Options. And if you want, you can send us an email. Dialogueoptions at gmail.com is where you go for that. As for our individual accounts, I am at LemonManX on Twitter where I just post GIFs and talk about Metroid a lot. Where can they yep. find you, Joel? You can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where I I think one of the, the most notable tweets I had this week was uh, asking who we have to pester to get a remaster of the uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game. Did you get an um, answer? No. No, I didn't. Didn't even get we'll never know. on it. We'll never know. I know. Please, someone answer that question for me. Who do someone I have to pester? tell Joel. He's dying to know. You can't even get that game anymore. Doesn't essentially doesn't exist unless you already have it. Yeah, didn't Ubisoft pull it down? Yeah, it got, I think it was a licensing thing. 
the license spread out. It's a good game. Yeah. Lost Forever. It's a fucking good game. It's a very, 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 very good game. It's got amazing <laughs> sprite work. It's got... Is it is it fair to say it's the best movie tie-in game? Is that cheating? I think you're... Because hmm. it's technically I... more comic-based, isn't it? It's, it's, it's based on the comic. It's, it's sort of its own story, and the storyline isn't really even there, but... It's like the, it's got the basic storyline. It's it's essentially if they made like a Ness storyline version of the Scott Pilgrim comics that came out just, around when the movie came came out. It came out like the same day. I remember staying. Yeah. Up. It was one of the first things I bought on the PSN on my PS3. I think one of the first things I bought digitally. Um, and I remember buying PlayStation credit. It was before I had a debit card, I think, as well. And I bought PlayStation oh, credit. Flashback. Yeah. And I remember staying up till like three in the morning, like checking the store and checking the store. And when it finally went live, I was like, bye, yes, please. I played so much of that. It was really good. I played a lot of co-op with it. Such a good yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, man. It was, it was worth it. Such a good game. Um, it's One day we'll too. get it back, maybe, but probably not. It was fucking hard, too. It was. I mean, it was a beat-em-up, though. Beat-em-ups have a... <laughs> they're known for being difficult. Put it on the Switch. Ubisoft, come on. Do it. I'm sure they'd love to, but as you said, it's probably like rights, a messy little yeah. tangle of knots there. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, so that's where you can find Joel, and we'll yeah. we'll let our wonderful theme song, as always, by Azure Flux, Strike Witches, Get Bitches, Take Us Out, and we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>